I read Psalm 8 this morning, uh, and I'm going to read it again to bring our hearts and our minds to this. And then I'm going to uh, work through a few of these verses and um, hopefully bring your awareness to how really majestic and excellent our Lord really is. So uh, this is Psalm 8 again. Uh, you can listen to it, read it, um, and then we'll kind of walk through this and then uh, praying again that your awareness be drawn to him this morning. Psalm 8. Uh, this is a psalm of David. Uh, it is uh, kind of put between uh, psalms before and after that are about lament and suffering and distress. And then we have this psalm right in the middle up there. Okay. Uh, this is what the psalmist David writes. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory in the heavens. Through the praise of children and infants, and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? You've made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. You've made them rulers over the works of your hands, you put everything under their feet, all flocks and herds, and the animals of the wild, the birds in the sky, and the fish in the sea, all that swim the paths of the seas. Lord, our Lord, this is the key verse. Lord, our Lord, how majestic, excellent is your name in all the earth. Uh, verses one and two, if you just look over this couple of verses, uh, verses one and two, uh, they tell us something about God. Uh, first couple of verses, it, uh, you know, imagine this this hymn, this song that David is writing and may probably singing, you know. Uh, he's singing this and he's saying, oh, how majestic is your name. Uh, that You've set the glory, your glory in the heavens and through the praise of children and infants, you've established a stronghold against your enemies. Like he's saying something about God. Um, you know, I don't use the word majestic very often, right? This, this word means wonderful, most excellent, most high glorious. And, and, and David writes this because he's experiencing this about God. He sees something about God. He has this awareness and he sings, God, you're wonderful. You are majestic. You're so good, right? You're excellent. Um, the word there could also mean God is honor or splendor, glory, maybe even his authority. He's just singing this, God, you're wonderful. Verse, first couple of verses tell us something about God. Now notice the switch in verses three and four. Uh, these verses tell us something um, about God's view of mankind, okay? So look at verses three and four. Uh, he refers to him as the creator, right? He's you create the sun and the moon and the stars. Um, set them all in place. Here you are, big and majestic, incredible. But you're mindful of human beings. Think about this. This is He's saying something here about mankind, God's view of mankind. And this is what he's saying. Here we have this majestic, excellent, creator, powerful, incredible. And yet to this God, people are valuable. I just pray that you receive that even in this moment. Maybe you don't feel valuable because of your bank account. Uh, maybe you don't feel valuable because others haven't valued you. 
maybe you don't feel valuable because your views aren't affirmed or even listened to. Maybe you feel unheard today. I want, to hear, I want you to hear this today, that to God, you are valued. Here we have this creator, all-powerful, and yet he is concerned about you. Uh, there's a kind of a contrast here when uh, David writes about um, these, um, that through the praise of children and infants, this concept there is an illustration of like the weak, the feeble, the humble, right? It's out of, he's so great and so powerful, yet he can use something so weak, so humble to accomplish his will, to transfer his power, to be able to do these incredible things. This, again, <laughs> says how incredibly majestic he really is. Uh, the word there for uh, mindful, or uh, I'm reading from the NASB, the um, American Standard Version, that the word mindful could be he remembers or uh, that he, in the next, the next second part of that verse four, that he cares, that he's concerned. You can, another word there is attend to or visit. Isn't that powerful? Here we have the creator, a lot of things going on, came to the moon when sun where it is, and all those incredible things, and yet he's concerned about you. You are valuable to God today. Then in verses five and eight, five through eight, we see that David goes through something that God does, uh, reveals about people, that uh, he not only cares for them, he remembers them, he's, that they are valuable to him, uh, but God also uh, puts them in a place of authority, puts them in a position of power. For God, uh, we are empowered okay, for him. People are empowered. Now follow the, the kind of the train of thought here of this song. Majestic, awesome God, powerful, incredible, valuable and loving and caring uh, of these people. And then he places and empowers these people in positions of power, making them rulers, um, crowning them. Uh, these references of being everything being under our feet is a reference to uh, ownership or control. Think of like, uh, uh, an emperor uh, empowering a lesser king or state ruler or governor, giving them power to carry out uh, the degree, the decrees and the reign and the rule of the king. Don't you just think about this, this today. It's amazing, this amazing, majestic, most excellent God <laughs> crowns you. He puts his authority in you. He gives you his title. He gives you uh, his reign. He gives you uh, his rule that through you, he can accomplish that. So as we just go through this incredible psalm, uh, I just think about a few things that, you know, come to mind for me. Uh, first of all, is that this is kind of the whole point of this psalm is that he's so wonderful. He's so majestic because he created everything and because he values people okay now here's what i look at this whole song here the whole content of what david wrote here it gives us a holy perspective a holy perspective 
uh, holy means set, set apart. The reason why our God is so holy is because he's separate, most separate, most uh, separate from sin or anything else. He's most sanctified, sacred. He's holy. And the content of this psalm gives us a divine perspective, a most holy perspective, that he's the powerful, almighty creator, and he chose you, he loves you, he empowers you, and that matters enough to bring praise, enough to read this and to praise him. The content of this psalm is all about giving us a holy perspective. Its purpose is to praise God. You can make the argument that you know, as a boy, David was in the field with the sheep and with God. He saw the stars in the heavens, right? He was with his creation. He knows God, right? And the purpose of this whole psalm is to bring praise to God so that when we read it, as we read it this morning, we read it twice already, as you listen to it on the Dwell app like I did this morning, that, you would cause, that you would, it would cause you to praise him. You're so excellent, God. You created all this stuff. You're so excellent, God, because you chose me and you love me. You take something that's feeble and weak and you love me. You value me. You took something feeble and weak and empowered me, gave me a crown, put me in a position of authority. This purpose of this psalm is for us to realize this and praise God. How majestic are you, God? I believe the result of reading this psalm, uh, singing this psalm, this song, this hymn, the result of it is awareness. You know, I had this thought um, as I was kind of preparing this this week that, you know, we could study this, read this, and I could preach this every single Sunday for the remainder of 2021. And it'd be great. It'd be fantastic. Uh, to do this every single Sunday, Psalm 8, every single Sunday through 2021, how great would it be for us as a community to have this kind of awareness that he's majestic, not the powers of this earth, that he's incredibly good and excellent, not money or material things or feeling, even just feeling good and having all the comforts of life and pleasure of this world. He's good. How great would it be to read this every single Sunday, to go through these things about what this tells us about God and about ourselves, and to be reminded and to be aware that he values you. You may feel unvalued by your employer. They don't pay you what you're worth. They don't recognize what you do. They treat you like a number, you know? They'll fire you and hire somebody else. Maybe our nation, that your political views are you feel unheard in those ways or the injustice that goes on in our nation that you have experienced in your life. It's a fantastic psalm to bring your awareness back to the truth that sometimes is not visible with your natural eye, but you've got to be able to see it in your heart that you are valued by God and that he has given you power that this earth doesn't understand that he has given you a crown, an authority. And yet, while we think, when we look around, that God's losing. Ever feel that way? You look around, you feel like, God, you're losing. I, I look at the news. I read the news. I look at my social media feed. I look at my own things in my own heart and say, God, you're losing. 
Not so in Psalm 8. God, you're majestic. You are winning today. This is a reminder to bring your heart back to being aware of this truth. He is majestic no matter what. That's the truth, that he's excellent, wonderful. And yet when we see these other things, we it causes us to doubt that. It causes us to think of something else, or maybe this isn't true, but this is about awareness, church, that you would be aware that he is excellent. He's majestic, that you are valuable to God, that you have been empowered by God. He chose you, church, as you uh, maybe had this week have some time to be alone. I want to give you a couple, uh, a couple questions here to just ponder. In your reflection time, maybe you journal like I do. You can write out some of your answers or just your thoughts around this. Read Psalm 8, and then just honestly answer these questions. Nobody's going to read your journal. You don't got to tell anybody about this. Honestly answer these questions. Do I see this God in my life? Do I know this God that I that is most excellent and wonderful, most honor and has incredible glory and splendor. Do I know this God? Do I see this God? Do I feel valuable? Uh, listen, the creator of the whole world, of the universe, our great God chose you. Do you not feel that value? That's a time to bring that to God. Maybe don't feel valuable because you're not valuing this. Or this is a time where you get with Jesus. I don't feel valuable, God. He will remind you, bring awareness to uh, that he has chosen you. Let that be your primary uh, source of value in this world. And then this is a really great question, church, this last one. Do I praise God uh, for these reasons? See, the psalmist praises God for two reasons here. He's the creator and he chose me. He's a creator and he cares for me, right? Uh, that's why he's praising God. Like seeing all these incredible stars and the moon is, is just immense, but he cares about you. Do you praise God for that? Do you praise that this is what, what, what makes him so majestic, so most wonderful and excellent? Or do you only praise him and thank him when he when he answers your prayer for provision or for to ease your suffering or for xyz this is a really hard question honestly this last one uh, this has convicted me for many years in my own journey of spirituality this has been one for decades really do i praise god for the majesty that i see for the reasons i see in scripture or because he only answers my prayers when I want and how I want him to answer them. I want to challenge you, church, this week to read Psalm 8. Answer these questions. Just be honest. You don't got to fake it. You don't got to change it. Just answer the questions. Do I know this God? Do I feel valuable? Do I praise his majesty for this reason? In Psalm 8, I uh, remember when as a kid I went to the Grand Canyon. And if you've never been to the Grand Canyon, it's worth it. Uh, when you stand on the edge of that canyon, you feel about this big. Grand Canyon is huge. You feel about this big. 
I can remember, um, you know, in high school, we lived out in the country out in Texas. And I remember uh, when we moved out of the city into the country, looking up and seeing literally the sky littered with stars. I've lost count the many of times uh, in Texas, living in the country, when I looked up into the stars and I thought, this looks almost fake. It's that unreal, okay? Maybe you've had your own experiences in nature like that. I want to remind you how small we are, and yet this incredible God cares for you. You matter, church. You're valuable to him. Uh, I just want to close this one thought here. Uh, that the ultimate of Psalm 8, the ultimate of his care for you, the ultimate of his majesty is sending Jesus for you. Think about this. You didn't have to do this. But it cares about you so much, he gives his only son for you to suffer, to die for you. Uh, listen, church, uh, the Bible isn't a textbook, okay? Uh, the story of God is not a textbook. It's a message. It's a witness. And God wants a relationship with you <laughs> that you will see how majestic he really is. He wants a relationship with you that recognizes how much he cares for you. So today, read this psalm. This week, read this psalm and give praise to God in the middle of your pain, in the middle of the unknown your problem that seems like there is no splendor, right? Uh, the frustration that makes it look like or seem like God's losing. Read Psalm 8. Let your awareness come back to these truths that God is most excellent, that you are valuable to God, and he has empowered you.